0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening up in the sky above. And as you can see today, I have my friends, Pia and Colin, with us. They're going to share with us what is going on with the Pleiadian Astrology or Pleiadian Earth Astrology and Calendar. Good morning, Pia and Colin. Welcome.
1: Good morning, Janet. Always delightful to be with you and your your
0: crew. Yes. And, we love you know, it. our crew was Johnny on the spot this morning. We had Debbie checking in, Susie Gemini checking in, J-Lo checking in, Pam checking in. They're all Johnny on the spot this morning. Hmm. And they're basically just saying, hello, happy Good Friday. It is Good Friday. Totally forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're saying Grand Rising, Nico, good morning. And uh, Pam says, oh, uh, J-Lo, Grand Rising, Astro. Design tribe. I love how she puts words together. <laughs> so, how are things in your world?
1: As chaotic as the rest of the world is, as unpredictable and chaotic, and surprisingly beautiful in midst of chaos at right. times.
2: We're we're having spontaneous, little joyful, little ecstatic moments that that are popping up that seem to be making all of the chaos and all of the confusion, all the frustrations, not quite as important as we thought they were. So actually we're living in a pretty good place.
0: That's awesome. And you know, we're all living in a pretty good place. I just think it's it depends on how you view it. Mm-hmm. like you know we we get to choose how it is that we're going to respond to whatever it is that is showing up in our lives whether it's something that someone else is doing that's affecting us or whether it's something that's happening within our own selves uh, our own families we get to choose how it is that we're we're going to show up in that and and that to me sounds so empowering doesn't it to be able to be mm-hmm. the one who chooses how we're going to show up
1: absolutely Yeah, that's the only only thing that can be empowering right now is the choices that we make and how we view what's going on and our choices involved.
0: And it's amazing. Last week, my husband and I, we went away to Idaho and I don't know that you guys got to hear this story, but while we were gone, um, we meandered into this shop on this, in this little town called Wallace in Idaho, like population 960. That's what the sign says. And so it's this little podunk town. And I walk in and we end up meeting a woman who also lost her son at about the same age that I lost my Brian. And uh, only she had lost him a couple of years before. And she starts telling me about her friend who is a medium, uh, who just spontaneously became that way after. Leslie lost her son and I was so enamored. I was like, oh my gosh, this is such a great story about how, you know, her son Brady was able to bring across messages. Well, um, then the next day, Terry and I had promised we'll come back the next day. We go in and we visit her again and her friend, Lisa, is there. uh, Lisa, the one who's discovered she's a medium. And the story, I mean, is just so Amazing how this all happens, right? Well, last night I happened to be talking to Lisa, the medium, because I was trying to connect her with my daughter, who's also trying to uh, or uh, becoming a medium herself. Oh gosh, hold on! I forgot to plug my computer in this morning. Mm-hmm. Saved by the battery. Uh, anyway, so she, <laughs> I wanted her to talk to my daughter about, you know, being that, having that um, skill, that uh, that uh, talent, and. She said, you know, your son also came to me a week before you came here. And what we finally figure out is that at the moment I made the decision I, that I actually made the reservations to go there, Brian actually came to her. She did not know who he was. She just knew he was this, you know, handsome young guy standing outside of her window kind of waiting to see if she would see him. She sees him and says, hi, what, you know, tell me what you're doing. What can I do? And uh, ends up knowing that somebody at some point is going to come into her life that he's going to fit with. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then when we actually came into the store that day and met her, it was like old home week. Like we had known each other all of our lives I've, I, 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 yeah, yeah. It was just amazing. So magical, mystical, et cetera. Right. And, uh, she keeps, she continues to, sh- to send us messages from Brian, but then all of a sudden we are also getting messages, every one of us from Brian. It's just amazing. <laughs> it's amazing to me because, you know, I, we miss him so much and, and he's not really gone. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. amazing things. And, you know, they're, um, There are a lot of, you know, people out there that need to hear things like this because they're hurting from losing so many people lost loved ones during the COVID crisis or, you know, for whatever reason that people were um, dying by the thousands, it seemed at the time. And I think it's just such a beautiful message that life goes on that, you know, this, Mm -hmm. this is just one phase that we're in and that there are many other phases that we could be in and oh my gosh look at all the people joining in we see alisa good morning and christine and gala and natasha good morning and kamal nice to see you tom hello he said astro family i so early sigh i'm here so early he's in three hours ahead of me (laughs) 11 o'clock tom for god's sakes get up (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's early for us, for me. I don't know. what It's nighttime for you guys, right? Or six o'clock or something in the evening? Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, Tom. Well, we're glad you're all here with us this morning. And I want to turn it over to Pia now because today is the 13 breathing. So tell us about that. Tell us about today.
1: We will. We'll tell you about that. But first, we'd like to address the, the fact that it's Friday the 13th. It may not no, be 13. Not. The- <laughs> I'm like wait, it's the 15th on the Gregorian calendar, but it is a Friday and it is 13 universal energy. So we can claim that lucky women's number, that divine feminine energy of being Friday the 13th in the free energy system. I love so it. I love it. That. 13 is the point of integration where we integrate everything that has happened for the last 13 days, the 12 days prior to that, preparing ourselves to enter into another cycle. And because today's earth energy is breathing, it's a real good supportive energy for that integration because we can remember to exhale, breathe in when we're thinking about what we've gone through and remember to exhale and let go of it as part of the preparation for what comes next.
0: I love it. And let's see, this week actually began with, what, one devoting, right? Yes, yes. one devoting. So yes. tell us about what this whole week would have been about. What's that, you know, I always call it the umbrella energy. I think you call it the over energy. It's
1: the energy that goes along with whatever else is happening during the 13-day period. It's really mm-hmm. been the last two weeks. Devoting is a northern energy, and northern energies always give us the strength to meet challenges, which... Heaven knows there's enough of those going on right now. So being in a northern energy provides extra strength for us. Devoting energy in and of itself is about looking at what you're loyal to. Are you being devoted and loyal to the right things? And Larkma, our Pleiadian friends, always say, (laughs) (laughs) the highest loyalty is loyalty to the truth. Exactly such a Capricorn thing
0: to say, Colin. We have to
1: look at what we're loyal to. Are we staying in a dysfunctional relationship when our heart is telling us move on? Are
2: Are Are we in a job that we really don't like, that's not fulfilling? There's no joy in it. We're only filling up the hours there because they pay us to be there, but we're not expanding in it. We're not growing.
1: Are we sticking with friends that don't fulfill us anymore and we feel like we're wasting our time, but there's new sets of friends waiting to be enriched in our lives. We have to look at all of those things and examine our loyalty. So hopefully within the last 13 days, we've had some of those things come up so that we can look at them, choose what we want to be loyal and devoted to, and then integrate the last 13 days today as we hit the 13th energy.
0: So I want to ask a question. And this just came up. So one devoting was actually on April third, right? So just to orient people to the calendar calendar, stupid Uh calendar. So we start with one devoting energy, the next day is two illuminating. So Mm -hmm. how do we apply this idea of devotion and loyalty to the energy of two illuminating? Like, just give us a little, you know, little soundbite about how that applies to each of those days
2: well that that's a perfect synchronicity once again because when we get a clear picture of what we really want to be loyal to what we want to be really focusing on going into illuminating energy is guess what we changed our thought process we changed our our whole picture of what is truly important to us and now we have an illuminating energy that can light the way with this new change, with this new direction that we might be choosing.
1: That's the high road that Cullen's describing for illuminating energy, which is what I'm sure all of us took, the only the high road. <laughs> of course, that's all we took. <laughs> the low road of that energy, of illuminating energy, can be full of drama. Lots of drama. So if we're not really paying attention to what we're devoted to and what we need to let go of, and that light comes streaming in, there's going to be a whole lot of drama around it. So and it's
0: st- of the West, right? So illuminating energies in the West, isn't that a, like the place of endings anyway? Or
1: It's the place of bringing in things from the subconscious so that okay. you know what to end and what to start over with. And then that feeds directly into the following day, which is choosing energy which is a Southern energy for growth and evolution. So we look at what we're devoted and loyal to. We uh-huh. either act out the drama of it or we let the light help us make the choices. And then the thir- the next day we choose something that's a higher path for us. And then it unfolds to the whole 13 days. So this, but-
2: this is what we love about this calendar. Everything falls into place mm-hmm. energetically Be- because it's not about time as most calendars are, the wonderful thing that we discovered is that each one of these new energies that comes in the next day, the next day, the next day, it fits together in a progression that helps us figure out the whole picture. It's it's one of those beautiful, beautiful, synchronous situations that makes absolute sense and can help us guide our way.
1: The next 13 days have the same unfolding the same thing that Colin's talking about, about synchronistically just moving into the next area like we're supposed to. We start with listening energy, Mm -hmm. and listening energy is the Western energy that brings in what we need from the subconscious, from the other spheres. It brings in winds from the West, and either we listen to what we need to hear and pay attention to it, or we shut it out and If we shut it out, it becomes a time of trouble because our challenges will smack us in the face. But if we listen to it and pay attention to really listening more, then it moves very nicely into the next energy, which is planting. On two, the next day will be two planting. planting. What do we we want to plant to move forward? And then the following day after that is moving energy. Okay, we've planted the seeds. Now how do we put them into movement? And so it goes through
0: each 13-day period. They just unfold one on the other. I I love this conversation because so many people – including myself you know sometimes i'm looking at the day okay so today is 13 breathing we're at the end of the cycle but how did how did i apply what was going on in the beginning that's the part that i think we missed so let's go back a couple of days today's 13 breathing but let's Mm -hmm. go back to say let's go back to tuesday because tuesday was the great jupiter neptune conjunction it was a highly emotional day lots of people experiencing lots of you know high peaks, low valleys in uh, their relationships, but, you know, things in their own lives and things like that. So that day was a 10 catalyzing. So that's a day of manifesting, right?
1: Well, 10 is the energy of either challenge or manifestation, depending on whether you're doing your work. If you're not doing your work, everything's a challenge. If you're you're doing your work, you manifest through the challenge. You have the strength to move through it. You manifest something different. It's a very dualistic energy that totally depends on whether we're doing our work or not. And this particular 10 energy came on catalyzing day. Catalyzing is all about shaking everything up. So we had a real choice with that Jupiter high low to also find a high low in this system. Either we're going to do our work and we're going to manifest something better or what is being catalyzed is going to force the shadows up to the top, all the challenges up to the top to work on them.
2: And that's exactly where the <laughs> drama and the the challenges, the all all of the stuff that maybe we haven't worked on mm-hmm. or we haven't seen clearly as Pia said, it will smack us in the face, and that's what happened on that day for many, many people.
1: I saw oh, yes. <laughs> Ten is the place, the place that sort of gives you a report card in any system. OK, in this 13 days, you do the first nine days. And if you do your work by the time you get to 10, it's going to be an easier day. You'll manifest things. But if you've been blocking the energies or resisting energies of those other nine days and not doing aligning with what they offer you, you're going to hit challenges. So I see the 10 as a point of have I done this my work this cycle or not? And then moving forward.
0: I like the idea of it being the report card day. <laughs> right the grades are coming out <laughs> yeah. uh, and you're going to get to see how well you've um uh been you know consciously evolving through this energy but again that 10 catalyzing goes back to the one devoting in some way right it so does. what are we devoted to what are we spending our what are we loyal to that type of thing so yes it does. Okay. absolutely
2: it does 10 the the 10 can be a springboard we can really if if as Pia has said if we've done our work, if we've really looked at our shadows, we can springboard ourselves forward, not in time, but in understanding. Mm-hmm. And that that's a huge gift to, to use that to really move along.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, then we go to 11, a lightning. So I, I, I see the progression now. That's the fun thing is that I'm like, oh, okay. So enlightening energy is bringing us, Uh, that awareness, that super, you know, light bulb moment, right? Mm -hmm. And then we go into 12 being. Does that mean we we get the opportunity to understand ourselves better or understand our motivations better?
1: Being Being is the beginning earth energy. It starts the cycle of 20 earth energy. So being is the place of beginning again in any present Uh, moment. So we get to that point where, okay, we can begin again. We have the chance to do it differently. We have the chance to start over. And the low side of that energy is, oh, my gosh, I'm afraid I'm going to be rejected. I'm so lonely. I'm not doing a good job. That's the low side of that energy. So when you get to that 10-day and your report card comes up, you better use that enlightening energy (laughs) to power
0: yourself up so you can be ready. Oh, gosh, Either that or when 13 breathing comes, you're going to be hyperventilating. <laughs> oh, that, that's great. I love that description. Thank you for telling us, you know, taking us through that. And then what would be the significance then of tomorrow's one listening occurring at the full moon?
1: Full moon, perfect time to allow the moon to stir our feeling state and listen to what we're thinking about what we feel. Because it's in the thoughts about our feelings that we get stuck. That's Mm -hmm. where all the patterns hide. You know, that's where he said, what to me? What does he mean by that? I really don't like that. Instead, (laughs) what do I feel? What do I feel about what he said? Is that really true? Did he really mean to say something that Disagrees with me so much, or is it just a different perspective of the same thing? We have to listen to what our own thoughts are, as well as listening to what the other person is saying. And in the full moon, it's the perfect place for connection and the perfect place for really examining what we're thinking about, what we're feeling.
0: It kind of sounds like listening dimensionally, like we we have to listen through a deeper uh, place from a deeper place.
1: Right. Absolutely. Not That's
0: just true. the words we hear, but like, whoa, wh- what's the reverberation that I'm feeling going on? Yes. Maybe.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Well said.
0: Yeah. Um, lots of people. Now, again, joining us, we have uh, Ursula. She said, fascinating loyalty to truth. Uh, Susie Gemini says truth. Absolutely. And Asa has joined us. Good morning, Asa. I'm glad you could be here. Erica Dorsey says these last 13 days have been a whirlwind for me.
1: Hmm.
0: Now, would that be possible because, you know, we're all going to experience these energies differently, but does our own uh, Pleiadian Earth energy kind of modify how we experience the weeks? Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Because if you look at devoting the energy that overlighted the last 13 days, it's a northern energy. If you've got a southern personality then you're going to perceive it as being more challenging than someone with a Northern personality. Someone with a Northern personality will say, ah, oh, this is my energy. It's empowering me to meet all these challenges. Somebody with the Southern energy is going to be diametrically opposed to the energy. So they will feel more like it's not in alignment with them. Mm. So there is a definite difference in the directional energies and each of the energies has a different direction. Right. And you also have energies that are compatible with them, energies that are confusing or mysterious, energies that are challenging, energies that are empowering. So if you feel where you are, what your personality is, it helps you know how you're going to interact with the 13 days. It's a bit like knowing what transits are happening in your Western astrology.
0: Right, right. That that makes perfect sense. So run us down really quickly, again, what the directions refer okay. to. So. Okay. Start with north again.
1: The northern energies refer to finding strength to move through your challenges. The western energies have to do with pulling from subconscious, from source, from other other realms that are not your typical everyday realm. Pulling wisdom in to work with. Feeling something to help you go in a different direction. Um, that's the west. Southern energies are about growth. Shining your light, growing and evolving into who you want to be. And Eastern energy is about new beginnings, staying in the present moment and remembering that you can start over again and over again and over again and be present in the moment instead of stuck in the future or the past. So there are five energies in each direction, depending on which person you are, what energy you are.
0: Yeah. And (laughs) people can get that information through your book or through your website, right? Yes,
1: and they will there's a new set of lectures going up on Vimeo, which will be up next week. And I go through in detail the different directions and which five are in which direction and how to work with them in the videos. So those videos will be available on Vimeo, which you'll be able to find on the website. Um, it'll be on
0: PiaOrlean.com. Oh, OK, good. Uh, so <laughs> let's let's put that website up for people. PiaOrlean.com. And now, OK.
2: No. So Enter. when people understand their own makeup through this system and using the calendar, looking at each day can totally change how they see themselves, how they interact with their emotions, how they interact with other people, how they interact with all relationships. So combining the knowledge of what they are all about, and then applying that through the calendar on a daily basis, ch- changes their ability to see the whole picture, have an easier way to navigate their lives. It, it, it's it's an astounding combination of each individual makeup and the calendar in its entirety. It, it's a it's an amazing system that can really help us. Yeah, Let's figure out everything that that makes our lives easier.
1: Navigate day to day in the daily energies, and navigate the energies of other people, so we can really understand and appreciate who they are energetically as well. Rather than looking at our emotional reactions and responses to people, looking at them energetically, which is way more connective.
0: Now, going back to the the directions, you said there are five for each direction, twenty day signs, five each, right? So. Let's say, what what is today's, today's a Northern day. Now, would other people born in other Northern days, the other four Northern days have an easier time of it? Or would they be in resonance easier with that Northern energy of breathing than say someone born in the opposite, the South uh, energies?
1: Yes. Yes. Anybody who has a Northern personality will be more in resonance with what the energy is in the Northern period.
0: Okay. And the same then with the other signs, the the Wests, the Souths, the Easts, et cetera. Okay. Gotcha. So maybe, um, so there are days that are compatible Mm -hmm. with your sign and they would be likely the ones that are from the same uh, direction.
1: Yes. Yes. And one thing I do when people request it is I do auspicious dates for people. I've helped people get married. I've helped people find dates to go to court. I help people find auspicious dates for certain things by looking at their personal energy, the the. Uh, evolutionary guidance energy, their universal energy, uh-huh. the 13-day period energy, and their personality energy. So I put it all together for them and then give them an outline of these are the most auspicious dates and avoid these dates like everything.
2: And it's amazing the feedback that we get when Pia does that. People are absolutely amazed. They will say pretty much the same thing. Everything worked so smoothly I was so nervous about a, a job interview. Mm. I was so nervous about anything that that's coming up that could make someone upset or just just worrisome about things. Their feedback is, "Oh my god, this was so smooth. This was so perfect. I got my dream job. I I didn't think they would like me enough to hire me." And, and they did. We did. They like
1: me. They really like me. I also have stories, and this is sad, but sort of funny to hear from the other side. I have stories where I have said, don't do this during this time period. If you do, you will have challenges. I can't predict what they are, but you will be challenges. And one really good example of that is a woman who wanted to make a big trip. And she went to Africa, and I said, do not go during this period. The man that you want to have connect with in Africa will not see you. I can see that with his energy and your energy. And there are other things I can't see, but something will go wrong. So she got there and indeed the man said, I'm sorry, I can't see you. After she flew all the way to Africa from her country. And then on top of that, she broke her foot. She got oh. sick with some local virus. <laughs> she it was had, a total she disaster. She to said, I should have listened to you. <laughs> I'm having a really hard time. Can you oh help my me? Gosh. Oh, Which I did. I helped her get home.
0: Oh, my gosh. So 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 I'm thinking about that, you know, that uh, I I think I'm in the West. I am remembering energy. So that's Western energy. So the opposite would be the East, right? So Eastern days may be more challenging. Mm -hmm. But what about the North and the South? Are they easier, kind of compatible or... There's where you have two branches. If you're at a Western
1: energy, then Southern energies is going to be more compatible for you. And Northern energy is going to be more mysterious or possibly confusing for you, meaning you can go into the great mystery and have wonderful insights. Or you might go into a fog and go, I don't know what I'm doing. The Northern energies will do one of those for a person who carries Western personality energy. And I, I use the personality energy because that's where we function. We function on our personality. We grow through our evolutionary goddess. But our function every day is through the personality.
0: Asa saying she's Western too. Uh, Erica Dorsey, how would I know if I'm a Northern or Southern energy? I think that comes along with knowing. Does it come along with knowing the day? Is it in the calendar? I bet it is. Right well, it's back.
1: what she is. It tells you what days the, the directions are listed on the calendar by the earth energy. So yeah. it shows that today is north and tomorrow is west. But if you want to know what energies you are, you either have to have a personal chart done, which I'm happy to do, which gives you 25 pages worth of all kinds mm-hmm. of information, including an hour's consultation to ask questions. Or you buy the book, Pleiadian Earth Energy Astrology, look at the ephemeris and choose it yourself. So that that's A the choices. Yeah. However, I do caution, if you want to do it yourself, do not use Gregorian timing where your birth date ends at midnight, because this system is not based on Gregorian timing. It's based on nature. So the cutoff time for changing energies is at sunset, wherever you live, not at midnight.
0: Right. <clears throat> right. That's so important to pay attention to, because it yeah. is, it's more like human design in that way. Uh, uh, it is. Uh, the days you know the sunset sunrise really drive uh, mm-hmm. the timing and not which is so much more natural than just arbitrarily picking midnight right
2: that that is that is why the gregorian calendar and other calendar systems simply don't work they do, they're just not accurate because ha- we don't know how they were designed who who figured it out in those particular systems but they're simply not accurate and I don't know what else I can say about it. yeah that... they're
0: mechanical you're right it, it, it's giving us this very linear um, mm-hmm. view of time and you know it aligns us with that more mecha- mechanistic uh, linear system. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes but life isn't linear or mechanistic it's really more circular or spherical.
2: My That's absolutely. what this calendar
0: does for us. Right. It brings us into that that idea of the spiral or the consciousness and it comes back around to itself. And uh, it's just a completely different feel. There's something spiritual to it where there's no spirituality in the Gregorian calendar. Exactly. Yep. Yep. I can't look at, you know, today being April 15th, other than it's tax day and Good Friday is what it says here on the calendar. But that doesn't give me a real feel for wh- who I am or where I am in my evolution of consciousness where right. I can go to your calendar the or the Pleiadian calendar um, that you've brought us. And uh, I can see I can see a, a sort of consciousness, uh, uh, an evolution there. There's the word that's going on.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a complete difference in depth mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. because the way you describe the Gregorian calendar is mechanical, there's no depth. It's 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 shallow. There's there's no it's there's, dead. Th- this, there's no essence of life
0: you exactly it never Janet. was. There never yeah. was
1: any life in it because it's artificial,
0: it's yeah.
1: disconnected from nature.
0: Yeah, it's very uh, mechanical and robotic almost like, yeah, we're going through the motions of this is Friday. Yay. But it's the 15th of April. Oh, and it's Good Friday. okay, Um, but it doesn't really like I look at this, I see 13 breathing and I'm like, oh, there's something here. So what is it about breathing? What is it about sharing, wasn't it? Yes, 13 breathing. Um, what is it about, you know, information that's on the wind or uh, things that we're, you know, sharing with one another that is maybe related to, um, you know, going within? And, I mean, there's just so many other things that we could connect to it that mm-hmm. I can't connect to April 15th. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right yeah so not and that's not to say that the calendar doesn't have its uses like the maya had i don't know how many 20 different calendars they used that's a good calendar if you need to be at a court appearance on april 20th or you know be at an appointment you know at a certain day it's good for that but i think eventually we could even use this calendar as a day as that kind of uh, thing oh i need to be there Uh, i need to be you know at that family gathering tomorrow what is tomorrow one listening so one listening is family day
2: that's what we're hoping sharing this information will help change humanity because if the energy is going to be positive for a certain activity why not schedule something that will be smoother, more filled with flow, if we can do that, I mean, why
0: not? I I, I agree. See, I'm excited because the full moon is in a Western energy. <laughs> it's <laughs> gonna be a good day. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so let's see, let's take a couple of comments here. Um, Erica said, I had a friend from the past that I've cut out that is trying to reach out again my body is repulsing her energy holy cow you can't make this stuff up people
1: <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. cut,
0: probably speaking back to what once what was i loyal to what you know with yep. one devotion that overlighting energy yep. uh and i think they're talking too about the uh conjunction of jupiter and neptune which by the way they're still in a conjunction today mm-hmm. they are at 24 degrees 55 minutes for jupiter 24 degrees seven minutes for neptune less than a degree apart. They're still in a conjunction. So we're still at the effect of that uh, emotional Piscean energy, helping us to release victim energy, right? Helping us to become more in tune, uh, intuitive and imaginative and being able to be more in command of our emotional selves, right? Not being reactive to everybody else's stimulus, but or even to things, you know, that we're putting out there, uh, trying, you know, to understand that emotional energy is about response and not reaction. Mm -hmm. So thanks for sharing that, Erica. Susie says, I almost had a sad feeling that the next day felt so happy on the conjunction, sort of felt like the energy slipped away. I think there is a certain thing that happens when we have exact uh, conjunctions or exact coming together of planets in a in a certain way because it's been applying its pressure so there's been this build-up of something right mm-hmm. the build-up of the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction then we have the conjunction and it's like the apex point and then it begins to slowly pull away and so if we've been really in tune with that energy and that energy has really felt good and you know then the next time then as it starts to move away we might feel that Uh, that part of us that's missing that, that apex feeling. So Mm -hmm. that's not unusual, especially in a sign like Pisces that is so emotionally connected. So uh, let's see, anything else here? Asa, I'm so glad you made it Asa. Uh, Susie says September, September 7th. What now? Fascinating. September it keeps jumping because other comments are coming in september 7th but it is the ninth month october 8th but is the 10th month all mixed up in the gregorian i gotcha yeah 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 okay she's talking about how september is a seven i mean the the, the root of sept is seven but mm-hmm. it's the ninth month in the gregorian calendar which makes no sense Um, Pam says, can you show a month of the calendar to see what it looks like compared to a regular calendar? Yes, I can, I'm gonna, do you have your calendar handy with you? I do. All right, I'm gonna see if I can't get you just to be the only one on the screen. That's picture in picture, I don't want that. I can't do that, let's see if I can do that, and it's only me, doggone it. Uh, Let's see if I can do it the other way. There, well
1: well i'll go up to down so you can see it yeah so so you can see
0: you know the month here up in the top right corner or top left corner i mean is the
1: yeah the big 12 here is the universal energy the next day is 13. it also shows new moon we're looking at the first of april right at the bottom you see loving energy which is a south direction so it says an s and the next day is being energy which is an east and because this is a 13 here it's the end of a cycle, so you'll see it's in a red box, and starting down here on devoting energy, you go into a green box, which shows we're starting a new 13-day period, so you have 13, one devoting, going all the way down to today's energy, which is 13 breathing. Yep. Time the point when this is backwards to me.
0: I know, <laughs> so- but I, I have my cursor pointing at it, so hopefully oh, they can good. see my cursor. Oh, yeah, and then
1: we, go, but we start tomorrow with a new one, which is blocked in by blue, with the full moon showing, and then it goes to one, which is listening, which is the western, and it goes all the way down to, um to, all the way down to,
0: to evolving.
1: To evolving. Oh, no, it goes all the way down to the 28th of April, which is 13. Oh, the week
0: you mean. Okay, yeah. yeah.
1: It goes down to 13 seeing. And then we start another one the next day in the yellow block. So that's all there. At the bottom, we also have um, universe, the legend, universal energy, Gregorian energy, new moon, full moons, eclipse, all that in- information that's happening in our real right world here. is also there, down at the yeah. bottom.
0: Yep, down at the bottom there.
1: And there are things in the back that are helpful that I'll show you. We have a schedule of full moons and new moons in the back of the calendar. We have a schedule of solar eclipses. Can you get that? Can...
2: you yep. move, move this way. Move this way. Yep.
1: Yep. So that's in the back there. <clears throat> the ca-
2: The calendar has 10 or 12 pages of explanatory information. It's not just a normal calendar. It's actually like a mini book. included in the calendar.
1: Here's the universal energies with explanations of what they're used for.
0: Move it to your left a little bit, Pia. There we go, universal energies. And if you lift it up, you'll see that all the 20 energies are there or the uh, earth energies are 20. There's 13.
1: 13, yep, all the way there. And then we have the earth energies here.
0: Yep, again, to your left, just a titch. (laughs) There you go. Uh, So now you can kind of see.
1: Start with being and it goes all the way down to enlightening and it shows appropriate use and inappropriate use of the energy. And then the next day we have all the Venus phases, both the Venus star point changes and the phases of Venus changes. Yes. That's all listed here
0: which was very helpful over the last couple of months where Venus was changing every other day. It seemed like. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. And then there's a, an explanation of the 13 day periods, how to best use the 13 days that we've been spending so much time talking about today. Yeah. So the 13 day periods are there. Yeah. And there's more stuff in there. There's a mini article in there and there's a bunch of other stuff, but that's, that's the basics. Colin's right. This is not just a calendar. It's a mini book.
0: It really is. And uh, you can still you can go to is it on your website or do we have to go to Larkma for that?
1: It's on the website, but I can tell everybody where they can find it the easiest right now, and that's at Book Depository. If you go to bookdepository.com, they ship anywhere in the world and it's the easiest, quickest way to get it.
0: Bookdepository.com. Let's put that up for everybody. So if you haven't gotten it yet, you um, can certainly get a copy of the calendar. I have both my 2021 that you did as an 18 month calendar and my 2022 is up on the wall and I don't know what I was thinking, putting it that far away because I can't really see that far with my (laughs) glasses on. So so now I'm like, what was that day? Uh, So yeah, but uh, luckily I have this copy for now anyway. (laughs) Maybe I just need to buy another copy to keep in my uh, my morning show book. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, thank you so much for those explanations, because I think, you know, we've we've done this before where we've talked about these things. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of new listeners that have been coming in and maybe they're not as familiar. So it's really good to review. And Pam says, now I know what I want uh, for a 2023 calendar. Don't wait for 2023, Pam. Get this one start getting into the habit of using it, right? That's the thing yeah. you got to, it's like changing your mindset uh, in order to use it because you're you're coming from a, a more multidimensional viewpoint as opposed to the flatness of the Gregorian calendar. Yeah,
1: it's a, it's and, a study tool for changing your life. Exactly. And when you're looking at Book Depository to find it, the name of it is 2022 Pleiadian Earth Energy Calendar.
0: Um, another question from Amanda J. Can we get this in the UK? Would you yes, be yes. able to do that at book UK, depository?
1: You can, you can get it at deepbooks.co.uk uh, in the UK.
0: Oh my God. Okay. Deep books? Yep. It's
1: deep-books.co.uk.
0: UK. Okay. So I'm going to put that up for everybody. And did I do that right? That's perfect. Yep. Deep books, more than one book. Yep. Yes. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. So there you go, Amanda, you can get it there. And anybody else uh, who might be in Europe, can they get it there too? Uh,
1: They can, but in Europe, they'll pay a hefty little um, duty tariff on it from getting it from England. So just go to book depository and you avoid that step of the tariff.
0: Okay. Oh, the whole European union thing, right? right? Yes. They've just, they've just
2: levied a higher VAT tax, unfortunately. So, Things that come out of the UK to Europe are more expensive than they have ever been.
1: So best if you're in the UK to order it from deep books in the UK, best if you're in the EU or anywhere else in the world to get it from book depository.
0: Perfect. Perfect. So they've got two choices there Mm because I know we have listeners that are here also from other countries in Europe. So um, usually Sweden, I get a lot of Mm -hmm. people from Sweden. It's so cool. Yeah. Uh, and it, it might be Venetta's friends. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we have a lot of
1: contacts with people that are friends and followers of our work in Sweden. So we also yeah. are familiar with the Swedish interest in our work.
0: I feel like sometimes like we have fractals, right? I notice it in human design often, uh, a fractal of people that I attract that mm-hmm. are often projectors or um, uh, manifesting generators, which it's so it's, they're so different, but those are the two that I attract the most for readings. But I also seem to get a lot of requests from the, uh, what were the Slavic countries, Bulgaria, Mm -hmm. uh, Latvia, Serbia, there, I got one the other day and I've totally forgot it was a country, Moldova or Moldavia or something like that. I'm like, yes, wow. Right. So uh, all of that, I am so, Croatia, and uh, Hungary, I'm like, wow, what are you know? There's this block of people, and they seem to want to know more about astrology. So they somehow find me. It's weird.
2: <laughs> um, there's a huge interest in Eastern Europe for anything that has to do with body, mind, spirit, growth, spirituality. Yeah. And, and I have watched this over the years. Those countries were so restricted for so long that that they weren't allowed to buy or be involved in these subject matters, and now they are. And it's the the growth spurt there in Eastern Europe is tremendous at this time.
0: Yeah, that's great, you know, expansion. Um, Kamal is paying you a compliment, Miss Pia. He loves your hair the way you're wearing it. (laughs) And he's from Pakistan. So I'm assuming from Pakistan, book depository perhaps. Yes, yes, from Pakistan. Yeah. Yes,
1: Pakistan. We had a friend from Pakistan who informed me that my name in in Pakistan was beloved. It means she who is beloved.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: You you agree with? But we did have a Pakistani friend who told us that.
0: That's wonderful. I want that. I love that. I love that. So maybe Kamal, you can uh, validate that for us. Um, anyway, uh, any other questions? Let me look at that before I switch over to talk about some astrology, because I'm really excited about something I want to share. Uh, okay. No other questions. Wow. Okay. I think we're okay. If, if I missed your question, go ahead and type it in again for me, because it might have scrolled by and I missed it. But let's transition over to a bit about the astrology for the weekend, and one of the things, of course, is the the, the biggest thing for the weekend is the, the full moon, which, by the way, this morning, I got a shot of the moon as it was setting. And, you know, that's the thing, right? The sun and the moon are at opposition. So if the sun is rising, then the moon is setting, right? That's the full moon. And the full moon will rise when the sun is setting. So they're always there at opposite points. So I got this really great picture this morning of the moon setting, Uh, because it would have just been setting ahead of the sun rising it was like 10 to 6 in the morning I'm out there barefoot in 30 degrees waiting to get this picture but it was so beautiful because it's picking up this orange reflection of the sun it was just stellar I'll have to uh, post that for everybody so it was a great reminder that this is a time where we are in an opposition of our personality, ego, outer world self with our more inward spiritual self, our more emotional self. And at a time when we have them in opposition to one another, it's a time for us to come to completion or to end something or to have a sort of revelatory moment where something like, aha, the lights are on, Uh, very illuminating uh, time with both of these luminaries holding this balance for us. So we have this full moon that we're walking into and it's a pretty powerful full moon across Aries and Libra. So it'll have a lot to do with self and others, right? Because the Aries sun is about the I am, right? That's you, Mm -hmm. my personality, how I see things, my body, uh, what, you know, self-sufficiency, self-awareness, all of that. With the moon in Libra, which is the we are, right? So this is the others, the point, the Libra point of of relationships. And so we're finding some kind of balance in our relationships. And I can't remember if it was you Susie or Pam, somebody that was out there had, you know, this upset in this relationship. And uh, likely, you know, it was out of balance or out of harmony in some way. And sometimes the moon comes along and can bring back something kind of like a little test. Is this what you really want? Mm -hmm. Did you really want to break off this relationship or bring it back to us because maybe we want to re-embrace that relationship? Or sometimes it's just hands down some kind of an ending. Either way you look at it, it's a pretty positive thing because you have all of these people in your life, i.e. your relationships, right? Brothers, sisters, cousins, aunts, uncles, mom, dad, friends, colleagues, co-workers that are your mirrors. So if you really want to see how you are doing, you have all of these mirrors that are there to tell you how you are doing. If you're seeing all this awesomeness, then yes, you're doing great. And (laughs) if you're seeing some trouble or challenges, then that's a call for you to bring more love and more light to whatever it is that you are experiencing and to take responsibility for it. It's not the person's problem, right? It's not your friend's problem that you had this blowout or this breakup. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong either. I'm just saying, you know, to be responsible is to take a look in that mirror and what is that person showing you about you? Maybe Mm -hmm. it was all about you, uh, Susie or whomever that was, um, not having good boundaries, right? And this person might've been walking all over you. And that gave you the opportunity to course correct bring in some boundaries or bring in some balance for yourself so even when it doesn't look so good out there it is really about what does that mean for me what is it showing me about me the full moon really gives us that opportunity to look at that now the full moon today or tomorrow is actually uh happening when jupiter and neptune are still very close in conjunction so we still have that opportunity to really embody more spirit, more of our divine self, to really get on a very strong divine footing in your physical body. This isn't about you looking to your spirit and, you know, yearning to get out of the body. That, a lot of people do that, you know, the whole ascension thing in uh the, the world that, you know, big buzzword ascension was all about, you know, somehow we were going to lift off and we were going to join into 5D and we were going somewhere. No, it's about embodying those qualities here. You're on this planet in this 3D world. Bring it in and be it here and enjoy the experience that you're in. So Jupiter and Neptune really bringing us that opportunity to be embodied spirits, to be that Um, love and uh, trust and surrendering, faith-filled person here on the planet. But there's also uh, a square to Pluto. I kind of highlighted it here. I don't know if it'll show up really well. Uh, I did it in green. So you see this is the full moon. Here's the sun and the moon is down here. I did it in green. And then over here is Pluto. So it looks like a T, right? If I turned it this way, you would see it's a T. So a T square. So there's a lot of challenging energy possible here in terms of transforming because Pluto is death and rebirth, right? It is about that regeneration process, it's letting go of something in order to make room for something new. That's very full moon, right? Very full moon. So Pluto and a square were being challenged. There's some tension, something rubbing at us that we might need to let go of. Uh, in order to fully embody this new energy and you know i think with the full moon at one listening it's perfect because we can listen from a deeper place not just what are our ears hearing but what are we sensing with all of the different senses and by the way jupiter and neptune highlighting our intuition right our our knowingness that's that defies logic defies all the practical Uh, kinds of parts of our mind and bypasses that in favor of knowingness or intuition. So we should all kind of be feeling very intuitively inclined right now. And then as well, I noticed that um, Jupiter or not Jupiter, but uh, Uranus and Mercury are in a pretty close conjunction during the full moon. That can be very inspirational, but it can also highlight those mental Processes that keep us locked into old thoughts and to um, ways of being that are not necessarily you know good for us, like circumventing the spirit or intuition in favor of the mind. So those two in a conjunction, they're not they're two degrees apart. So it's not like as powerful as Jupiter and Neptune in their conjunction. And Uranus would possibly help us liberate ourselves from the chains of the mind. So I like the way that that feels. I like the way that that looks here. But the big thing I wanted to talk about that I that totally went unnoticed for me is that the black moon Lilith has made a move. She is now out of Gemini and into the sign of Cancer. Now, the black moon Lilith represents your inner shadow, kind of the um, part of you that's either being exposed or empowered, right? So somehow there's this thing that's coming up for us that we have to look at in ourselves. It can also sometimes be where we draw the line, like where we pull ourselves back from, don't cross this line kind of thing. It could represent our primary fear or the block that we have that undermines us in this life. And right now I'm talking about the natal expression of it for you. Um, It can also be how we judge ourselves or how we judge others. And now with it moving for the collective into the sign of cancer, what we're looking at is embodying the divine feminine, right? We moved out of the Gemini masculine energy of the mind into the more emotional feminine energy, the maternal, the nurturing, the caring, the thriving by, by taking care, right, of one another, Um, The other side of the coin is about becoming overly sacrificial or overly sacrificing of ourselves, of our time, of our money, of our energy by over giving. So for the next nine months or so, the collective will be grappling with this idea of self-sacrifice. Like where am I giving myself away? And um, instead I have to bring that into balance with self care and self nurturing, while I'm also caring for others or um, nurturing others. So a a nice balance coming in. But there's a fear here, right? The collective fear here is about the fear of abandonment. Hmm. And I think for people who are out there who have experienced abandonment in their life in any kind of way, whether it was through a parent or a spouse or a a good friend or what have you, this fear is going to be triggered collectively for us. And sometimes what we do is we go over the top, right, where we, we try to manipulate people into needing us. So that we won't be abandoned. There will be this person who will always need us, or I will always need them. So that becomes codependence or uh, overly dependent on somebody. So that would be taking us into the more negative expression, the shadow. So this is the shadow that is within the collective that we are addressing. And so wherever cancer is in your astrology chart is the house where this will be playing out. So cancer is in my first house. So for me, I'm going to be taking a look at where is this in my own personality. I was abandoned when I was a baby. So I know I have those issues somewhere. So how am I abandoning myself at times, right? I've got to look at that in myself. Where am I overly giving? Where am I not feeling good enough? And all of those kinds of things. If you have it... Uh, In a house like the relationship house, the seventh house, or maybe even the fifth house, where are you giving yourself too much away in those relationships? If cancer's on your fifth house, where am I giving too much to my kids, right? Where am I giving too much of myself might be the thing that you are doing. And then look at why am I doing that? What What is the bang for my buck? What is the shadow that's driving that? So we have nine months to look at that, but it's something that just like popped in for me this morning that I really wanted to share with all of you. And, uh, and interesting that it would pop up and happen right around the same time that we're dealing with a full moon, a Jupiter-Neptune conjunction, a square to Pluto, which gives us the opportunity to, to change ourselves. Uh, it's like, you, you you I couldn't plan these things, but apparently some divine force has. <laughs> um all right let's see J-Lo says you can say that again Janet I am seeing it with others and I cannot help it It is all theirs to do the work right there is that nine months is a birthing process I that has never been lost on me J-Lo that the black moon Lilith the shadow um all is a a nine month trek through each sign so for the next nine months we get to work with this and it is it, it is it's a birth like. What, what's being seeded now, that can come into fullness nine months from now. And of course, it goes without saying, you also have to note where your own personal Black Moon Lilith is. If you have your own personal Black Moon Lilith in Cancer, then this is a time it's returning, and you have a new opportunity to really embrace um, letting go of this fear of abandonment. And, you know, any other sign, you, you're going to have to have maybe a reading, or uh, there's some pretty good sources. If you uh, uh, Google Black Moon Lilith and, and then put astrology, you'll get that information perhaps for yourself. So it's going to be a great weekend. We have the full moon allowing us to release, to let go, to have some form of revelation or aha moment, an epiphany, to uh, be able to connect with new energy. And I think we can't get better than that. uh susie has black moon lilith in scorpio well scorpio a fellow water sign to cancer the emotions around the black moon lilith in scorpio are about winning and losing death and you know loss versus gaining something so winning and losing a big deal uh death and rebirth a big deal so you can look more up on that too pam zaruba says fifth and north node so a fifth house, black moon, lilith, and also the north node there. So a fifth house, black moon, lilith, depending on the sign, would be addressing where it is you're too afraid to let go of maybe uh, things that have stopped you from being creative, where you might be holding on too much to your children or where you've, you know, sort of ignored that real creative part of yourself, Um your North node would suggest that that's exactly where you need to go toward the creative part of yourself, toward some taking some risks, right? The risky part of yourself. I call them calculated risks because I don't like the idea. That's my personal view, but you know, you don't want to give away the farm if you don't have any way of buying another farm, right? So you have to be careful <laughs> about the risks that you take. You have to be willing to say to risk. If you're going to risk it all, you have to be willing to let it go. Um, and not be scared to let it go. Otherwise, you're going to get to the worst of what that is, which is loss. And oh my God, now what am I going to do? So, calculated risks, right? If I'm going to go to a casino, I have a hundred dollars. I can spend a hundred dollars without, you know, um, risking a bankruptcy kind of thing, right? So, I'm going to I'm going to be calculated in the risks that I take. So, Pam, that's what's up for you. Uh, anyway, that unbelievably it's already nine o'clock the end of our hour together thank you two so much for being here today any final words for us going into the next month before we see you again no
1: we're listening to the energies we've listened to you we're listening to what everybody else says and we're practicing listening already
2: i, love I it. think <laughs> i think the the task is simply to live in what comes to us just live it and love it not not try to overthink it. And as you just said, just love it because it's what we will experience.
0: Mm-hmm. I love it. Love it. So you guys have the websites where you can go and get your own Pleiadian Earth energy calendars. You have the website where Pia will be posting up the Vimeo uh, videos for the different signs, right? That's what you were doing. Um,
1: it's it's what included in one of the videos. It's listed underneath what's in there. So okay. people will find it
0: awesome awesome so again thank you so much for being here don't forget if you're out there hit the thumbs up sign if you like the video if you're on uh, facebook hit the like and share the video with your friends and your networks Don't forget if you are part of my astro design community today at noon PM Pacific time is the astro design meetup, bring your chart, bring your questions, and I might even delve into some galactic astrology today for all of you. So see you at noon there. The link is on my living astrology, Facebook page. Much love to all of you. Thank you, Pia and Colin. See you all on Monday. Bye for now. Happy Easter, everybody. I forgot about that too. Take care. Do you wish you could better understand yourself and what is going on in the world? Well, grab your cup of coffee or tea and join the podcast Living Astrology with Janet Hickox for Astrology, Human Design and Gene Keys Wisdom. Mondays and Fridays at 11am Pacific, 2pm Eastern. Podcasts are available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play and your other favorite outlets.